Hello and welcome to Podcast Corner Season 2, where we're here to build communities, destroy stigmas of communities, and most importantly, talk about communities. So stay involved, get involved, and most importantly, sit back, relax, and enjoy Season 2 of Podcast Corner. Hello guys, and welcome to Episode 3 of FRCA Podcast Corner Season 2. And this week is all things church communities. So we're going to be talking specifically about Hull Vineyard Church. Because today we have Josh Turner with us from the Hull Vineyard Church. So Josh, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, yes. Thank you for having me. My name is Josh. Um, When I introduce myself, it's so funny because I don't presume anyone knows anything about church at all. So right. I, if I might use language that, you, that confuses you or whatever. So I would describe myself, my official title is I'm um, an assistant pastor at the church. But here's how I describe that. I help people on their spiritual journey towards Jesus. That, that is really how I would describe it. So, um, yeah, I, so I, I um, and I don't always do it well, but um, I love people. I love Jesus. And um, so that, that's my job. But outside of work, um, I, I've lived in Hull about, I think, 11 years. And wow. I've been at home here. Um, I live, yeah, locally. Um, I had a baby five months ago. I didn't have a baby. My wife had a baby, but I was present. And um, so her name is Ivy and she's adorable. She's just in. Oh, congratulations, honestly. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was a quite an achievement uh, for me. <laughs> that's ace. That's so a that, lovely kind of. I love that. That's the first time we've had a really lovely introduction to someone where you've just kind of gone all out and told us all about you. And I love it. It's ace. That's what we're all about: finding new things out about people. I love that. That was so lovely. Okay, that's good. I'm glad. Um, I mean, what else is there to tell? Uh, I, I don't know. I like football, play guitar. I um, <laughs> What's your favourite scary movie? <laughs> scary movie. Oh, my goodness. Well, do you know, I used to be obsessed with scary movies. I watched, I think, every scary movie between, like, 1980 and 2004. Something like that. Wow. Yeah, and um, I watched too many, and uh, it... I didn't like it anymore so <laughs> i don't watch scary movies <laughs> i love that so guys we've gone off on a tangent here but i love it so welcome josh to the podcast so guys we're going to introduce ourselves so today we have on the podcast hi i'm nicole i'm ethan i'm jordan i'm dan brilliant right so guys welcome to the podcast so i'd like to first off and say so when i first visited whole vineyard church before covid I was so welcomed, but I did have a fear about entering the church, I do have to say, because I was worried it'd all be kind of in your face prayers and preaching, but it kind of wasn't like that. It was like a lovely experience. So with, with this podcast today, I'd like to talk all about communities of church sort of thing with Josh. So Josh, what does your church do? The community. Thanks, Jack. Well, that I mean, that's a really, really big question, and um, I think it's an important question to ask. Um, I, I find it interesting when you kind of intro that you just said you were you were unsure what to expect. Yeah, I was. When you came to church, and you had maybe like I think 
everyone does, it, a, a set of preconceived maybe ideas of what church is like. So in our church, we're committed to breaking down people's stereotypes of what they think of as church. And one of the main way we, ways we do that is by essentially serving our city, loving our city. Our church is about people. Um, we love people. We are for people. And um, part of, I think, the call on us as a church is to just make a little bit of a difference whenever we can, wherever we can. And so we do a lot of stuff in the community. One of my kind of roles as the church is I oversee everything compassion. We call it compassion. Right. Compassion is kind of, um, it's more than sympathy. It's not feeling bad for people. It is about um, making a difference and loving people. It's like an action. So um, we do a load of stuff. So first up, we run a food bank. And actually we've seen that um, over the last 15 months of COVID, over the last year, um, our city, City of Hull, has been hurting a lot. And uh, every step of the way, we've tried to do something about it. So I can just give you a list of the stuff we do, some examples to kind yeah, of make a difference. Yeah. So we run a food bank and uh, we give food, beautiful food hampers um, to anyone and everyone that is struggling. We yes. partner with um, about nine different schools. We, over the last year, over the last about, I think, 10 months, we've given away um, 60,000 meals. 60,000 meals, six and a half thousand people we've managed to feed. Um, we've always had a food bank, but actually the need that we've seen in our city has increased, we think, by about four times over the last year. So we do delivery drop-offs. We um, drop off to local schools. We do bags of essentials. We've even done pet food to people that, that have pets that are struggling. Um, and yeah, for us, it's, it's, it's about meeting an immediate need. When someone's hungry, we want to feed them. We want to make a difference. We want to bless them. Um, but actually, these are things you vision. don't hear of churches doing. Is like you don't hear you don't hear these things. It's all oh, you just go to the church, pray, read the Bible. You don't hear the things that churches do for the community. I love this. Like it's amazing what you're, you're doing and what you've done. It's like a hats off to you, honestly. Like it's amazing what you're doing. Yeah, well, well, thank you. And it's, I mean, all the stuff that you just mentioned about praying and reading the Bible. I mean, we do all of that. Yeah, you obviously you do all of that. Yeah. But I, I, my view, and I think it says, you know, it says in the Bible that if your faith in Jesus doesn't lead you to action in loving people, then you're kind of missing the point. Yeah. And so, so for us, um, we can't, you know, Jesus said, love God is the most important thing and then love people. You can't do one without the other. And yeah. so we, we try to do that. And um, we, we've tried in this season to think really creatively about doing it so um, just at Christmas, we did something called the Big Christmas Giveaway. And um, we gave, from the church, 453 luxury hampers to some of the most vulnerable families in the city. We gave an entire local school, of which 90% of the families live in poverty. Every single one of those kids got a big Christmas hamper and, um, yeah, blew their mind. It was so fun. Yeah. It's about, like, generosity, you know, and just making a difference. So that, that's the food bank, and we've just launched something called the um, School Meal Project. You, you guys, 
I've seen about the Marcus Rashford food campaign. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, you, you hear a lot about Marcus Rashford doing things about, you know, the food and stuff and trying to encourage food banks because, you know, obviously kidney food right now, it's quite a, a big issue. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. And um, there's, there's not a lot of help out there for people who are just living way below the breadline. And so um, we got in touch with six local schools who are some of, in the most vulnerable areas and just said, look, how can we help? Do you have any families that are really struggling? And between these six schools, they gave us 100 families. And we, over the last six, seven weeks, we've delivered um, a beautiful luxury hamper to every one of these families. 600 hampers have gone out over the last six weeks. That's on top of everything else that we're doing. Wow. So, yeah, we're just trying to do our bit, you know. And this is not, I mean, this is people in the church, but we've also partnered with people just like you guys who have, who have heard about us trying to make a difference, local businesses who have been so generous. So it's kind of like, yeah, the city, the community, pitching in, getting involved and, and trying to trying to support the city. I'm so glad to have brought you onto the podcast then, Josh, because it sounds right now you're doing so much community. So it's so glad to kind of have you on here so you can kind of have notice what you're doing for the community. I love that, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's just a snapshot. I mean, so give you a couple of other things. Yeah, um, definitely. We, we love meeting immediate needs. So if someone's hungry, we'll feed you. If you need essentials, we'll, whatever. We, we even paid for someone's bills like a couple of weeks ago. Um, but we also want to try and help people out of their situation into freedom and into financial stability and into like long-term transformation, if that makes sense. So yeah, okay. we, we run a debt, a debt advice center for anyone that is struggling with debt or has never learned how to budget or just yeah. like, and this is the kind of thing that helps set people up for life. Yeah. Uh, it helps people get out of a cycle of, of maybe debt or, I mean, I don't know if you've, if you've, been in debt or know people that have been in debt, it is crippling and it just, mm. it's so debilitating to, to people's lives. So again, we're like, we want to do something about that and, and provide help. We run something called Grow Baby and um, we launched this last year. This is one of the best things that we do, I think. Um, I've heard about this, yeah. Have you? So, so Grow Baby is a basic, a ministry that we set up, a project that we set up to serve and support anyone that's got a child under five in the city. So we have rooms uh, in our church dedicated to Grow Baby where if a family is struggling and, and at the moment it's mainly been refugees that we've been able to partner with and support Good. that have nothing and they have young kids, they come to church or they will come to church when COVID is, is over. Um, and we have these like stacks and stacks of shelves of new and brilliant quality clothes, coats, prams, cots, buggies, food, nappies, shoes, everything you can imagine. Like Harrods, the very expensive shop in London, sent us recently a massive box of brand new clothes. We just give it away. We just, if someone calls us up, like I've got a one-year-old who needs food, nappies, milk, anything, um, they come to church, and we take them shopping and they can pick what they want. And um, for us, it's like, it's about meeting a need, but it's also about restoring people's value. 
and restoring people's dignity, people that have just, I guess, been beaten down by circumstances or um, that either made poor choices or, or just like life has happened to them. And we're like, our heart is, okay, we need to love these people. Let's do that in a practical way. Honestly, I love that. I love that. So moving on to the second question then, how long has Whole Vineyard been running? And was it like, was it hard to get set up? Because not many people know how, how a church is set up or if it's easy for a church to be set up, if you know what I mean. So how long has it been running? Was it easy? Yeah, uh, well, I was not present for the, the start of the church. Um, the church has been running, I think, about 27 or 8, 28 years, something like that. 27, uh, 1993, so maybe 28 years. And it was started by just two adults, a couple called yeah. Jeremy and Elaine, and they had two young children at the time. And um, they just felt God. They were in London at the time, and they had. Ju they just felt that God had spoken to them and asked them to move back to Hull to start a community, to start a church. And I mean, I don't know what you guys think of when you think of church. Okay, so this is a good question because what comes into your mind? I mean, I could throw it out there to you guys. What comes to your mind when you think of church? Um, I guess like religion. That's one of the first things that comes to my mind. How about you guys? I think just like sitting there and reading the Bible and just like um, singing like songs to praise God and Jesus. Awesome. Kind of thing. Great. Good answer so far. Um, when, you, when you go to church, what I said about what we think of, um, I normally think of like angels and people go to heaven and watch down on protect people. Wow. But it proves that you're not alone. Yeah. Wow. That was so different, That was a different answer I was expecting. I like that. That was a different, Jordan. That's really interesting, yeah. So, um, I mean, I think there's elements to to all of those things, which is, which is absolutely true. Um, I would describe church as like, like a family of people who are traveling in the same direction towards the same goal. Um, yeah. Someone who, someone who's a Christian. Okay. And this is, this, I'm trying to just explain it. Someone who's a Christian for me, Christianity is not a religion. Okay. So religion in my definition is man-made designed a lot of times to control people to control behavior, to control life, okay? Christianity is not a religion. Jesus had issues with religious people, people that looked down on others who were holier than thou, who didn't love the poor, who didn't love those that were struggling. In fact, Jesus was actually murdered by the religious elite of his day. They did not like Jesus because he broke all the stereotypes of what it meant to be religious. Why? Because he came to redefine um, what we were alive for. And that is not religion, but actually a relationship with God. A relation. And now that's crazy. If that is true, it's the craziest thing in the world. So Jeremy and Elaine, when they came back to Hull, they basically started a community of people 
who loved God and loved Hull. And here we are 28 years later, big church, a lot of hundreds and hundreds of people, hundreds of children making a real difference in our city. Um, so, yeah. It's like, I love what you just said there. It's lovely. Like, basically, um, you kind of, you know, put a, a good like perspective of, perspective of, ah, oh, I can't say the word. But can someone help me out here? Perspective. Perspective. Oh, dear. Perspective. There we go. I've got a short tongue, but yeah. You know, you put a really good part, that word, of church, really. And it's really nice to hear that. Yeah, so, I mean, just over a year ago, um, the, the people that started the church retired and a new couple took on the leadership of the church, John and Joni, who are incredible. And they're... So, they're I think those were the people I met before. Uh, yeah. It's the guy with the little yeah. beard. Yeah, yeah, the guy with the, with the cool beard, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're like absolutely incredible. And their, their like vision for the church, if you say, what is Whole Vineyard Church about? It's in a word, it's this word home, okay? It's creating a home for God where, where God can be present. It's creating a home for the church, as in we're a family and we've got to love, we'll love each other, look after each other, support each other. Be, church isn't something you go to. Church is something that you are, okay? You are the church. And then finally, it's about building a home for our city and welcoming our city home. And in, in this kind of answers your first question. Everything we do goes through those three things. Are we building a home for God in this moment? Are we, are we building a home for one another? And are we welcoming our city home? And in everything we do for the city in terms of our compassion ministries, and so many other things that I, I could talk to you about. We're just working with uh, going into local prisons at the minute. We work with um, dozens of organizations all across the city with domestic abuse and those coming out of drug addiction and those in hostels, you name it. Um, it's all about this. Are we welcoming our city home? And um, so that's really the heart of what we do. That's what church is about for us. No, but what you said that I loved it, the, the fact that you said home, you know, you wanted to make a church, you know, like you, you make the church, you know, make it your home and stuff. I, I love that. Like everything you said is great because on this podcast, when I highlight different communities, a church is one of them, you know, the whole side of it, you know, family, you know, like what you say, a lot of us at Freedom Road say, you know, we find each other like, you know, family, you know, we've known each other for years, you know, we call Ian granddad, you know, Everyone kind of has a really family kind of bond here. And that's the same for you guys at church. So we can really kind of familiarise with that and really kind of connect with that. And I like that. So my last question, before I open up the questions to everyone else, is how did you get involved with church? Or how did you get involved with religion? Or, or you know, you know your, your kind of, how did you get involved based in church? And... Do you yeah. feel that kind of the church as a community field? Yeah, okay. So first question, um, how did I get involved in, in church, in Jesus? Um, my parents were Christians. They followed Jesus. And so I never had a choice. I, like, didn't have a chance. I was dragged to church every Sunday. I had pretty much been to church every single Sunday for my entire life. And, um, but for me, 
it, it was quite distant, you know, it felt like church was something you went to. And I had, I had to hear about this God and I, I always believed that God existed, but I, I didn't know that God personally. And there's a, there's a difference. A lot of people believe a lot of things about God. And you might believe that there is a God up there or there is someone, but actually the, the God of, of the Bible, the God, you know, Jesus claims to be not just a God that you can know about, but a God that you can encounter and experience and have a love relationship with. So, but I think for about 14 years, I, I believed in God, but I didn't know God. I knew about him, but I didn't know it. Right. And, um, and I, I remember there was a moment that I had, which kind of my whole life flipped upside down. I was 14. I went to a Christian youth camp, 10,000 young people, just like yourselves. Um, and it was incredible. My friends were there. I mainly went because I fancied a girl in my youth group. And um, that was my main experience. I wanted a, I wanted a holiday. And, um, and, and we were in one of the sessions. And I remember this guy telling me um, what he called the gospel. And I was like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really put language to it like that. But he basically explained, he's like, look, there's a God in heaven who loves you and wants to know you and wants a relationship with you. And you got to invite him in. Like he's, God's not like James Bond. He doesn't kick down the door of your life. He waits for an invitation. And um, if you want to invite Jesus into your life, here's this really simple prayer that you can pray and explain about the cross. And I don't know if you've ever heard about the cross, but it was that moment in history where Jesus took the sins of the world and, gave, and, and in, in this exchange, he gave us his life and he gave us his, his right, his relationship, his right standing. So, I, and, and in that moment, um, I was very aware that I had messed up in life. I'm sure you guys have never done anything wrong or thought anything wrong or said anything wrong. By your faces, I'm sure I'm, I'm seeing some smiles. I was very aware of my mess. I was, I, I had issues. I was broken. I'd made, I'd made bad choices, which had hurt myself and hurt people. And when this guy told me the story of Jesus and there was a way to, to give me a fresh start and to make me clean and so I, that I could actually have a relationship with God because of Jesus, not because I've earned it, not because of religion, not because I've ticked all the boxes, but because he loves me and he gave his life for me. I'm like, I need that. I need that because I can't save myself and I've tried. I remember standing up in front of 10,000 people, lots of others standing up, and, and I made a decision to follow Jesus in that moment. I gave him my life. I invited him in. And um, I was crying. And I, the, the, the experience I can, the only thing I can say is like, I felt shame. I felt a weight of the past. I felt forgiven. I felt like a fresh start. It changed my life. Uh, and since then, I have like, it's not been easy messed up a lot since then um but all of a sudden you go from life without god to life with god and i i think life doesn't really make sense until you know what you were born for um and so fast forward i'm, I'm taking ages to tell my story fast forward um i on the journey towards jesus making mistakes and it's it's a journey it's, it's like a lifelong journey to know jesus and love jesus and follow jesus Anyway, I came to university in Hull, age 18, came to the vineyard on my second Sunday and felt at home. I loved it. 
there was a band, it was brilliant lights. It wasn't just like something you, you talked about, it read from the Bible, but it made a difference. And, and I experienced the presence of God and we went to the pub afterwards and, uh, oh, sorry, I'm a youth podcast, I shouldn't mention that. Um, and it, it was just, it changed my life. And, I, and I, I made, it was like, I knew God. Firstly, I didn't really know God, I knew about God. Then I knew God. And then I knew the, what I was born for, which was to, to spend life with God and love people and tell people about Jesus. So then um, after three years of university, I was offered a job on staff, uh, running a student ministry and a bunch of other things. And then I think it's, that was in 2012. So this is like nine years later. I'm still doing the same stuff. I still make the tea. I still tell people about Jesus. Uh, and um, yeah, that's, that's how I got involved. <laughs> Sorry, that was so long. <laughs> that was, no, but honestly, like you've got a journey. You've got an amazing journey. I love the story <laughs> there. I love it. So guys, let's open up this kind of, the panel to you guys. And I just want to hear your guys' questions. But beforehand, I just want to say, keep them respectful. And remember, you know, we're, we don't want to offend any of the church community. So, You'd have to try very, very hard to offend me, Jack. Honestly, don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how you've said that, Josh. I love that. So, Jordan, you have a question for Josh? Yeah. Did, when was the church like founded, like full-on built into a church? The church that I go to? Yeah, like when was it originally like built? So it has been a church. You mean the, the building we're in? Yeah, since when, when was it turned into a church, like year-wise? So it was 1993 that the church began, but here's the thing. Remember, church is people, okay, not just a building. So I think they met in homes for a while and slowly it grew. So I would say it was a church from when it started, 1993. Um, it started, it just began to grow as people um, made decisions to join the church and to follow Jesus. And, um, and I think the first Sunday, I think they met in the Hayworth Arms pub upstairs. And then... Um, Move, as, as the church grew, moved to lots of different locations and bought buildings. We were in White College for a while, before, way before my time. And then they bought, I think, a, their first church, actual church building with a stage and with chairs. And they bought that, I think, um, early 2000s on Beverly Road. So um, it's still a church today, number 383 Beverly Road, just down from Domino's. And that was where I went when I first went. Uh, but we, we quickly grew, well, we grew out of that. Uh, we had lots of kids. It didn't have parking. And so about five and a half years ago, we bought the building we're in at the minute, which is a, I mean, Jack, you've seen it, Dan, as well. Like it's, it's a warehouse, but it isn't, it, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's not a traditional church. In the vineyard, we don't no, do it. It's, it, it's how do you describe it? To it? I'd describe it as if a church was built in Argos, you know, or like, you know, a shop somewhere. It's so cool. It looks like DMM, like go inside it. And it's, you know, like the feel of it. And like, the, you know, oh, it's, it's cool. It's awesome. I like it. So, well, I mean, 
I like that your um, barometer of cool is Argos, Jack. Um, but my, so imagine this, you, you walk into, the, I mean, it's a, it's a big building, a third of it is what we call the main auditorium with um, lights, a big stage, we have electric guitars, dr drums, Dan plays drums in a cage. Um, he's locked in there most of the time. And, yeah, uh, it's, it's so great. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we have a big balcony and lots of people, lots of chairs. We have a whole media room for our media team. We have, I think, four computer, like dozens of computer screens and four computers and sound. Like, it, it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, the middle third is like a cafe. Um, so we, you know, we do, when we uh, were meeting on Sundays, we do cakes, we do donuts, fresh coffee. We, uh, we have a bar as well. So we do proper cafetiere coffee and drinks after the evening service. And then, um, and then the, the other third is like children's rooms. We like, we have kids church and uh, so many exciting things to come um, with that. We're like a hundred kids on a Sunday and they're in different rooms and playing games and learning about God and singing songs. And um, yeah, it's phenomenal. And then we have office, lots of office space, but we're on about two and a half acres of land. Of land. Uh, so we have a big car park. It's just, it's just fantastic. So we moved in that, um, Jordan, I think you asked the question, 2015. So does that make sense? So we were a church from the beginning but church is the people. It's like, do you remember that? I don't know if you've heard this, so that's just me like, here's the church, here's the steeple. Look inside, there's all the people. No? Oh, well, I've just taken you back to the mid-90s. We didn't have Game Boys then. That was how we entertained ourselves. Anyway, moving on. I hope that makes sense. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So what are the important factors to finding a church that's right for you? Because obviously all churches are different and a lot of people don't like specific churches. So what is it, what, is important to find the church that fits right for you? That's a really good question, Paul, uh, Paula. Uh, I don't know if your name's Paula. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I would say find a church that you feel at home. So, you know, there's a lot of great churches in Hull. We have amazing relationships, so many of them. And the fact that there's different churches is not a bad thing. I think it's actually a beautiful thing because different people express their faith in Jesus in different ways. So our church will look very different from other churches. And that doesn't mean we would never ever say we do church right. But actually, like, unity is not the same as uniformity. So we don't all have to look the same and do the same thing. So you go to Amazing Grace Chapel, uh, you know, a Black Pentecostal church on Bev Road, and, and they're amazing. And they would do their church it, very different from us and that is absolutely cool and so i would say find a church where you feel at home um i would say find a church that um well yeah find a church where you feel at home find a church where they love god and they love people find a church where they take the bible seriously and um and are generous and um yeah i mean i could i could go on i don't know that's boring but like find a church that does stuff to change people's lives that's what i'd say Great, thank you. I've got a quick question. Yeah. Um, as someone that's not fully religious, um, would I still be welcomed into your church if I like went to visit one day? Yeah, 100%, bro. Um, we have people at every service that we do 
who do not have faith or just looking, exploring, or even total atheists that just want to know what's happening. And here's the thing, like the vision of our church is to say to our city, no matter who you are, no matter what your story, no matter what you've done in the past, you are welcome, welcome home. And so um, I hope, and, and Jack, you know, I, I hope as you shared, you experienced this, which I'm so pleased about. Anyone is welcome, no matter where you come from, what your story is. Um, our doors are like flung wide and everyone has a place for them in our church. So yeah, I'll, um, I'll see you on Sunday, Ethan. <laughs> Although we're, we're not open actually. Uh, well, we are open. We're online at the minute. We will be meeting again in person very soon. So we're super excited about that. How are you finding the online church? It's a good question. It's, it's different. I'm an extrovert. I love people. I love hugging people. I love talking to people. Um, so I miss that. But I think technology has been a real gift in this season um, to connect in ways that we've never experienced. So actually, our online church has spread our church, like our, our influence, our um, services have gone further and wider and, and helped more people than we could possibly have imagined. You're connecting more as a community because you've, you've got like a different way to connect. So you feel like you're bonding more with people than you if you obviously you could be in it'd be a lot more easier to bond but you feel like it's a you found a way to come over these challenges which help you bond with people more if yeah. I'm right to say yeah, yeah I, think, I think there's definitely an element to that and the other thing is you know there's a lot of people who would never ever ever go to church because they're so scared about what church is am I going to be judged are they am I going to look different you know I have people that text me and go do I, what do I need to wear to come to church and I'm just like just wear clothes I don't, we don't care. Just come as you are and um, just be, just come as you are and we love you. Um, so yeah, technology has been good. I think there's something powerful about being in a space together and eating together and praying for each other that I think Zoom's really helpful, uh, but I miss that. Um, but I think the future of the church looks like a hybrid. I think we would do online stuff and we would do in-person stuff. So I think we've learned a lot and, and it's been a real blessing. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to, uh, yeah. It's more, more like more inclusive doing it online, I think, at times, because like I said, you, you've got people that would never come to church. Um, so that's a really great way to connect with people and, and show people, wow, this is church. This is unbelievable. I never thought church... Never thought the drummer, never thought that little Dan, Dan Kelsey could be such a good drummer. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah. When you said um, he does his drumming in a cage, you actually have a joke with his mum saying they put him in that uh, cage because he's like the Tasmanian devil on the drums. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So does anyone else have any more questions for Josh before we conclude this lovely kind of church-based community podcast, I guess. Have you got a question, Jamie? No, I just like the stuff that um, gives you quite a good sense of community spirit. I like that, Jamie, I like that. So, if there's no more questions for Josh, I would just like to ask Josh, do you have anything else you'd like to say before we end this lovely kind of short but sweet good podcast? 
I don't know. I don't. I, maybe I don't know. I, uh, let me have a think. I, I mean, I was expecting some hard questions, guys, and um, I'm not offended in the slightest. You, you've been very kind to me. Thank you for having me. It's been a real joy to come in and speak honestly, to you. it's been lovely having you. Honestly, yes, and I, you know, I love, I love what you guys do. You guys clearly, you know, have a heart for young people, and um, and, I, and you know, I think God, God does as well. God has a heart for you. God has a heart for the people that you are supporting and living alongside and doing life with and um i think I, look here's all i'd say look if there's a god right and if if god is real then that's the craziest and most important thing ever right if that is true if there's a like if what i believe is true that there's a god that loves you wants to know you and is waiting for an invitation. And um, if that's true, then like, that's the craziest thing ever. And I would just say to you guys, look, as you go on your journey, just explore, just ask questions, pursue God, and um, it might just change your life. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's what that I'd say. Oh, that's, that's exactly, I love that. That's one way to conclude a podcast. So guys, thank you for tuning in. And listening to the podcast we've had josh here we have been ha- we've had as well nicole ethan jordan dan jamie hey we've got them all in thank you guys for tuning in and you have been listening to fr's here podcast on episode three all about community the church with josh thank you guys 